You're listening to the Eltham Baptist Church Podcast. Well, apparently it's 18 degrees Celsius. And yet, at least six people, who knows, the Lord will show us, maybe some more, are about to step into this icy cold water. Of course, we told them it was heated. No, it is it is a little warm. It's a nice it's a nice temperature. But why? Why? It's actually not a new symbol, this. It's it's not something that the church just recently came out with because they needed one new crazy thing to be criticized for. No. This is kind of older than you or I. It's it's been around for quite a while. In in fact, it was Jesus who reinterpreted a an old Jewish tradition with the Jews, it was more about cleansing. With Jesus, it was about saving. And um, we're now going to invite six folk to come and share with us why, on a cold evening such as this, would they come and enter into these waters? Jordan, would you like to come and come and join me? Yes, give me a... G'day everybody, um, I'm here today to be baptised as a declaration of my faith in Christ. I've known about God for my whole life but there was no relationship with him and I was content with life at first but as time went on I realised there was no purpose to my life which gave me a feeling of emptiness. I knew from my relationship with other Christians that they had purpose and from that, I started to want to come back to church. During one sermon, Stu mentioned that if anyone wanted to give their life to Christ, all they need to do is ask him, and so I did. Because I have seen how much Christ has changed my life, and I know Jesus rules my life, and I'm no longer a slave to sin. Jesus gave me purpose, and I'm here to surrender that back to him. already answered it, Jordan, but let me ask you again. Do you confess that Jesus Christ is both your Savior and your Lord? I do. I do. Well, based on that confession, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sam, come on up. <laughs> well, I'm Sam, as I'm sure you all know from Stuart just saying that in front of all of you. Um, well, I have a similar story to Jordan's, as he's my brother, and we've grown up together. So, you know, I've been raised in a Christian family, always knowing God, 
um, great role models in my parents and my older siblings. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm a missionary kid, so I kind of know the drill. <laughs> um, so I gave my heart to Jesus at a young age because it was hard not to believe with him, in him with all the evidence that I've had in, in my life. And it's only, <laughs> only during hard times in my life that I really started to rely on him. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and I started to believe in him a lot more. And I st like when I started going to youth group, when it started getting pretty hard. I just started to talk about him more with all the leaders. That helped me out a lot. And um, I just got closer to him and I just started to learn more about him and all that he had done for me. Eventually I decided after hearing all about this and I decided that I wanted to not only just follow Jesus but give a public confession of my faith and so well I was thinking about it and I was going to go ask you know one of the leaders and then Blair came up and it's just like hey you want baptism <laughs> I'm like yeah okay sounds sounds all right it's a fun story actually um so yeah and next thing I know I was in baptism classes learning more and more about it and then I found out Jordan was coming and I'm just like cool <laughs> so I'm decided to give my life to Jesus and do this publicly and cry a lot in front of everyone <laughs> deal for me than it is you, man, to come here. Uh, <laughs> Sam, do you confess that Jesus Christ is both Lord and Saviour? I do. Based on your confession, I now baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Invite Bella Shade now to join us, and, and Sam is going to baptize her. Oh, it's so nice seeing everyone here just being so supportive of yeah, just us making a declaration of faith. Um, today is actually a special day for another reason because. Um, 18 years ago, I was also dedicated on Mother's Day by my parents, so now I'm getting baptised as well, so that's kind of special. <laughs> um, in terms of me coming to know Jesus, there was 
There was no pre-Jesus for me. Um, he's always been a part of my life. I've always been taught about his love and just the sacrifice that he made um, in dying for me. And being brought up in a Christian home and through being homeschooled and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, there was just there was no separation between my life and God. So coming to know Jesus was was gradual. Um, I was encouraged to take more responsibility of my faith as I've gotten older, and at times that's been been difficult. But in the long run, it, just taking ownership of something like that, like a relationship with with your saviour, is something so special. Um, The life I live in, the person that I want to be, I want that to be directed by God. And I guess obedience and learning about him and everything, I just that's just something I want to do. Um, something that I've been learning recently is just to, to let go of, of my plans and some ideas that I have of life and just to realise that my life is not my own that it is God's and I want to dedicate that to him. Um, I've been challenged in my faith at times, particularly in the last couple of years. I've come to question at times, like, do you really want this? Do you really want to, do you really want to live for God? Um, what do you truly believe with all your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength? And it's only through these times of struggle that I've actually come to be able to answer these questions. And this is where God is evidence in my life and how he has changed my life. So, and these are for me, that God has told me that I'm his child and as such I have been given identity. I realised that due to my sin I was separated from my father. But, so in that he's told me of my history. Somehow though his incredible grace has allowed me to be brought unto him and that has given me life. And God being the loving one that he is, he's given me his Holy Spirit to come and live within me. And in that, he's brought comfort and joy into my life. And God has instructed me in what I am to do with my life. And that's to be a disciple. And for that, he's given me a purpose. And he has promised me that one day, along with all of you, that we'll all be together in heaven one day. And for that, he has given me a hope of a future. So I'm getting baptised because Jesus told me to. God told me to in his word. And led by his example, I want to do that. I want to follow through on that. I want to make a public stand as a disciple of God. Um, and this isn't a stand that I just want to make today in getting baptised. It's a stand that I want to make every day of my life. And, yeah. <laughs> Bella, do you confess... Jesus Christ, as Saviour and Lord. I do. Well then, upon your profession of faith in Jesus, as Saviour and Lord, I now baptise you 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Nat Williams, would you like to come and join us? Give him a round of applause. You have to hold it up nice and close. Um, so I was born into a Christian family. Um, always attended Eltham. I was here before Stewie started pastoring. So that... <laughs> It kind of makes me feel old, but <laughs> I'm not really that old, which makes me feel better. But anyway, so um, yeah, so I've attended church, you know, most Sundays, um, unless I had a really bad excuse. But anyway, um, yeah, Christian schools, youth groups, Sunday school, um, grew up in a Christian faith, um, but I never really had my own Christian faith. I'd have my family's Christian faith. And until lately, I thought that was enough. Um, it got to such a bad point that I started thinking, all right, Nat, you do what you want to do, and then later on, do the Christian-y, faith-y stuff. Um, and then times got really bad. It just led to trouble, broken friendship and, and dead ends. And then... Um, Last year it got really bad and um, I almost lost a really, really good friend um, because of some dumb decisions. Um, but, um, yeah. So the reason I decided to get baptised is because um, I was living a worldly life and it led me nowhere. Um, and I wanted my own faith, um, although my family's faith is like tip tops but I need my own. Um, so, yeah, I've decided to get baptised and share my faith and live it out and, yeah, let God's will done be done before my own. Yeah, that's about it. Do you confess that Jesus Christ is both uh, Lord and Saviour? I do. Based on your confession, I now baptise you in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Joel, come on, come on up. Great, give him, give him a round of applause. Good, would you like this one? <laughs> Hello, Joel, what happened to your hand? Oh. Is that working? No, it's not. You can say okay. it again yeah. then. Um, <laughs> I was climbing a fence and I got my finger stuck, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, 
we'll go ahead with it regardless. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, um, tell us a little bit about your life story. Um, what sort of a home were you born into? I'm born into a Christian family, so I've always like known God and, uh, and attended church pretty much every week. And uh, along the, the way somewhere, when did you begin to think about Jesus uh, for your own Savior and Lord? Probably when I was about nine when I started like praying at bed instead of just like doing it with, my, with the rest of my family. Mm -hmm. So you were, you were saying in the little piece that you wrote that there were certain things going on in the world that made you start thinking about Jesus more seriously. Yeah, like I guess I guess that was about around when I found out like things that are going on in the news, and I heard about the thing in Syria. So oh. I I prayed about that a lot. Wonderful. And uh, how long have you been coming along to uh, Eltham? Uh, two years was it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, at what point um, did you begin to think about baptism as something for you? Um, probably like during the school holidays last year I just like it came up when I was praying and uh, what sense did it did you did you feel directed by the Lord to do that yeah yeah so I've been waiting for an opportunity and here it Very is good. yeah that's fantastic um, Joel was one of the first to come to me uh, together with his mom to ask for baptism and that was very encouraging so um, Joel is there anything else you would like to tell us um, um, before we baptize you nope Okay, okay. That's fairly definitive. Um, then we'll move over. Okay, you all set? Yep. Okay. Joel, do you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Well, then, upon your profession of faith, I will now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That's great. Thank you so much. We. In Baptist uh, circles tend to talk about believer's baptism, simply meaning that uh, the symbol of baptism is a reflection of an inner belief, that somebody comes to that place in their life where they realize they need a savior, they realize that Jesus Christ is that savior, they place their trust in him. At that moment of belief, this on the commands of Jesus seems to be just the best way to symbolize outwardly what has happened inwardly. And so that's why we call it believer's baptism. Um, there is a, a famous statement in the, in the New Testament um, spoken by a man who has who is quite or gone down in history, the Ethiopian official or the Ethiopian eunuch on one occasion when he first understood that Jesus Christ was the savior, the one who could put him in relationship with God, he asked, what can stand in the way of my being baptized? It's a fascinating question, but it's one that I think have challenged many Christians throughout the ages. People who at some point in their life have said to themselves, I get it. I get it. <laughs> God is real. I can have relationship with him, but firstly, uh, I gotta clean up the mess. I can't clean it up. Jesus can do what I am unable to do. 
I place my trust in him. I get it. And then at that moment, they, they are born into the kingdom of God. But when such an intimate, inner, and rather hidden transaction takes place, God provided a way in which we could give expression to that, to publicly say, I am now a follower of Jesus Christ. I used to follow my own way. Now I follow his way. I've placed my trust in him. I believe he could do what I could never have done for myself. And, and Jesus provided this, this symbol called baptism. And I wonder tonight if there is anyone else who should be going through those waters of baptism. Anyone else who, yep, they could put their hand up and say, I've come to that place. I, I too have trusted Jesus. I, I, I believe that he was able to atone for my sin. That is, the, the Father placed on him that which was, was previously my burden. I believe that. I've just never actually publicly declared that. I've never made that, that profession. I, I've, I've, I've never symbolized outwardly what actually went on inside of me. You might remember the video before and... And there are a, a couple of moments throughout the Old Testament. Of course, Noah's Ark is one of them, and, and the Exodus is another, where, where waters become the place of salvation for God's, for God's people. Um, as, the, as the guy in the video was talking about before, he was, he was talking about a rescue from Egypt through the Red Sea, being symbolic of the, the rescue from sin through Christ Jesus. And of course, that is, that is symbolized by, by baptism. It's symbolized in a number of ways. It's symbolized by that immersion in the water, like being a death to self. It's symbolized by, well, the very use of water, which has a cleansing power about it. It's symbolized by the, by the rising up out of the water, like the resurrection um, that we actually are, are born into a whole new life. Thus that interesting phrase, which sometimes we use, being born again, like for a second time. I'm not talking about a physical birth, but a, but a spiritual birth. And, and then, of course, being totally immersed and saturated in those waters holds also that extra symbolism of, of being immersed in God, of, of coming into a relationship with God where he lives inside of you. You are, as it were, in him, and, 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 and the two have become one. You have entered into a, a new relationship with God as well. Well, what died for, for the Israelites when they went through that water in the Red Sea? Well, of course, physically they didn't die. It was the Egyptian army that did. But something was cut off for them, wasn't it? Uh, they were dead, as it were, now to, to the slavery that was very much a, a reality for them back in, back in Egypt. They were dead now to the false gods, and, and Egypt had many of them. They were dead to the false hope that this is all they could ever expect, this slavish condition in Egypt. And they were dead to any notion whatsoever that they could get themselves out of trouble, uh, self-help. And I guess that's true for us as well. And when we symbolize what Christ has done for us through the waters of baptism, we are symbolizing the fact that we, we too are, are, are dead to being a slave to our own desires anymore. You know that typical, there are things I hate that I end up doing, things that I definitely don't want to do, that, that well, I, I, I find myself doing them. Things I know I should do, and I don't do them. Why? Because we're a slave. 
We too die to that old slavery. We, we die to the false, the false gods, the little, uh, Annabelle mentioned it before, the little trinklets, the little things we used to rely on. And sometimes, and superstitious as they are, it's very, very easy to accumulate for yourself lots of little things that you place your hope in and they become your gods. We die to those false gods as well. We die to that false hope that one day we'll get it right, that one day we'll finally evolve and be the person that we've always wanted to be. It's a false hope. And a few years of life and maturity show you that that's the case. And then we, we die as well to any notion of self-help, that one day we're going to get it right, that we can fix this ourselves. this whole problem with God. We just need the right negotiating solution. We die to all of that. And what lives, what lived for the Israelites as they entered the new promised, promised land? What lives now is they're no longer slaves, but they're free. They were, they were free to be the people that God had called them to be. In Christ, we too are free. No longer slaves, but he frees us to be beautifully human the way that he designed us to be. We die to false gods, but now we, we live to come and know intimately the one true God. That little inkling inside of you that, yes, there is a superhero. You may not have known what to call him previously, but there is a God. You've looked up into the, the starry host and you've thought, surely, surely, somebody did that. And I'd love to know who, because it's a marvelous job and I think they deserve some thanks. You come to know the one true God who is responsible for everything that is beautiful in this life. No more false hope, but what do, you, what do you come alive to? You come alive to an everlasting hope, the promise of Jesus Christ, that when, when he brings about a new life inside of you, unlike the old life, which will one day perish and decay, this new life, being spiritual as it is, will go on forever and forever and forever. It's as eternal as God himself is, because indeed the life comes from God himself. And we die to the old self-help and we come alive now to the Spirit of God who lives within us. And he accomplishes within us what we could never accomplish in ourselves. Some of the old habits get broken. Some of the old, the old ways are just put aside. And God, through his Holy Spirit, brings about a transforming of your life in a way you could never, never believe. That's what, that's what Jesus does. But that's the, the new exodus, if you like of being free from slavery, false gods, false hopes, self-help, legalism, call it what you will, but now being alive to Jesus Christ. Free, knowing the one true God and everlasting hope and his spirit living within. That's, that's what Jesus offers us. And when Philip was, was witnessing to this Ethiopian eunuch many, many centuries ago, he was reading from the book of Isaiah. He was reading about about one who had, had faced a horrible death and, and his, whose life had been cut off short. The Ethiopian official, he, he didn't know, is this Isaiah the prophet or is it somebody else? And, and Philip, led by the Spirit of God, comes up close to the chariot and, and eventually the Ethiopian official asks him, who is this? Who is he talking about? He invites Philip to join him up in the chariot and Philip, starting with that passage, but then going on explains that no, this is not Isaiah. Isaiah was speaking of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He is the one. He's the one who on the cross gave it all on your behalf and, and mine. When the Ethiopian official understands this, 
when he comes to believe it, when he places his trust in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in that moment, he looks out from his chariot. He sees a body of water and he says to Philip, so what's, what's to stop me from getting baptized now? What is to stop me from expressing externally this new, beautiful, amazing thing that has just happened inwardly in, in my life? And of course, there was nothing. And so the chariot is stopped. They climb down and Philip baptizes him at that moment. Well, I wonder if tonight you feel that, yep, do you know what? I think that's for me. I think that's for me. I understand what Christ has done for me. I've just never expressed it outwardly. I've never actually performed a symbol such as this. And if that's, if that's the case, there is an invitation for you tonight to start that journey. It might be that you already know the destination and the destination is right here in that, that little body of water. It might be that you want to speak to one of the pastoral team and you want to say, I need to find out more. You have a class, I understand, about this. Could, could you sign me up? In which case, we would love to do that. We're going to sing a song now and I'm going to invite the band to, to come up. As we sing the song, if you would like to respond tonight, uh, just let one of us know. Sammy's here, Ronnie's here, I'm here, Andrew is over there, Gudrun is, is, is somewhere around. Gudrun, where, where, where are you? Oh, up the front here. Um, see one of the staff interns, come and talk, talk to one of the staff members and we'd, we'd, love to, um, we'd love to lead you and guide you as to what your next step should be. So we're having a, having a song, then there's an opportunity if you would like to respond to, um, to do so throughout that song. Well, folks, um, as I was standing at the back tonight, Ian came up to me and uh, said that he would like to be baptized.
You've been listening to the Eltham Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to hear more or simply pay us a visit, go to www.elthambaptist.net.